watching prohibition fall down. What's up, guys? We're back. Wake and bake America. Yeah. Fresh off of a trip out to New York. See, have a family wedding or something? I did. I did. What I learned is New York City and New York are two very different places. All right. All right. (laughs) New York State's beautiful, man. In today's show, just to give you a preview, we're going to talk about that trip. You can give us a little uh, report on scoring some cannabis out in New York. Yeah. As well as I have a good phrase from a movie I watched titled, Do Things Worth Remembering Offline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard to remember things without looking at your phone and make sure it happened. In the news, we're going to have a study that shows 1980s metalhead kids became well-adjusted adults. Imagine that. Good pick on that one, Scotty, as well as a Delaware man arrested with 131 pounds of marijuana in stolen van. And when you see the picture on this, you'll know what we're talking about when they say they weigh it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do, man. Yes, they do. This is kind of a case dropped in uh, Montana. Some guys with 900 pounds of pot got pulled over by the Highway Patrol, and they got off. And it wasn't hemp either. Hey, can we put this under stoner stereotype, like the not breaking the stoner stereotype? Where do you see the picture, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> but before we get in to our fine show, what's going on? Make sure you guys get baked up, get something to toke on. I'm going to tell you a little bit about membership, man. If you guys are digging on this show, coming at you five <laughs> days a week. I know this week we missed a day. Don't call it out. Uh, trying to get prohibition pushed down, man. Get growers' rights going on. Get growers hooked up with genetics. And, Scotty, we had a little meeting before the show. You're talking about having the site and keeping this information out, keeping it our information for the DGC. Yeah, I mean, it is our information. We hold we hold it on hard drives. It's on ones and zeros in a drawer somewhere, <laughs> maybe in a safe a safe space. But I was, I was reading that Snowden book. Edward Snowden has a book out. I jammed through it on the flight and it was very interesting. I don't know how you feel about that guy, but just kind of some of the things he said was really interesting. One of the things was in the beginning, when we first started the internet, it was a bunch of folks with uh, things to share, information to share. And it was helpful. Okay, the real thing is that you owned the media. You owned it all. When you put information on your server, it was yours. And then somehow this whole cloud thing came in. Hey, we'll give you Google. We'll give you free on the cloud. Just, you know, it would cost to store things for real, but we'll give it to you for free. Don't worry why. And all of a sudden, you know, don't read our end user license license agreement either. And all of a sudden, we went from owning our own information and having our own community communities like the DGC. We spend, you know, shit north of $5,000 a year just to host the information. It could just be, you know, there's a lot of other folks who just use YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. It's a, a quite a different thing, I will say, man. Yeah. You guys supporting at $10 a month yeah. literally are making that happen. So feel good about that. A couple new members coming on here, Scotty. I'm a shout out to Troy from Calgary, Canadian DGC. What's up? And Justin from Marlboro. Is that the cigarette? place. Sounds delicious. Sounds rich with flavor, doesn't it? And Dawson from Mosque. And who you got? Who you got, Scotty? Oh, shit. Dude, catch me up, man. I'm all, I'm lost, sir. I'm Kenny lost. from the Big Island, my friend. Oh, God. Gotcha. Uh, Kenny says, I've learned more in the last, in the past 30 days listening to your shows than I ever did all those years ago smoking back in high school. Nice. I am at age 61. I am looking forward to starting my first time indoors grow here in a couple of weeks. I could never do it if I did not feel as though you were right there by my side. Help me along the way. Thanks. You all make the DGC strong, guys. Helping out. So just Kenny and Kenny, if you're on the big island, 
I mean, you should just grow outdoor, I think. I mean, indoor to control some stuff, but isn't it because it's always close to like a 12-12 light cycle there, no? It is equatorial. Yeah, so you can grow outside pretty efficiently. You have to supplement light, actually. It's kind of like a more of a winning situation than having a regular photo period, right, for having your plants finish when you want. That or auto flowers in full sun in Hawaii might be a good idea. Probably be pretty badass. Or anyway, veg, veg inside, take it outside to start it flowering. Get them big. Hey, is, is Hawaii one of those islands that's made by a volcano? Yeah. Are they volcanic yes. islands? It's on the it's, ring of fire. Yeah. It makes me think. I was listening to something, one of the books, and they were talking about a volcano explosion and how in the beginning it's totally catastrophic. It causes so much damage, but it's really basically spewing uh, nutrients into the air. And all those minerals and whatnot that eventually becomes good volcanic soil. That's where I know like the good tomatoes come from in Italy. And it really depends on the type of volcano too. Do you know Yellowstone is a volcano? It's a super volcano that is actually due to erupt sometime soon. I was just hoping to say pahoe hoey. Might cause another ice age and reverse global warming. All right. That's the way I transition back to membership. (laughs) Love it. Can I tell you one thing that I learned from the Snowden book that I found really interesting is they have this thing. It's called the X key score, which I I was told that if you write it down where I bookmarked it on my book and I've said it on the show and wrote it in the format that you're on a list. So unfortunately, I've got us on a list. But it was this thing that was talking about how because of all the phone tracking and whatnot, because you're always within, uh, you can geofence to kind of tell people where you're at when you leave a place that they now have a record of everything that you've done and now that they can now that they have this record they can just hold it for a while and then rewind it whenever they want and be like oh you went from your house to the school to the mall to you bought this over there it is i was gonna say they can overlay it with other surveillance information they have on someone to see where they know where you were all the time then through your credit card transactions they know what you bought the entire time you were everywhere so it just gets that's what the. That's book, why they target ads so good. That's what the book was about. It was about uh, giving up that information and just let everybody. The privacy is over. That's basically what it's saying. It's privacy. I would say is I over. ain't scared, and you'd probably say you should be. You know, you know what they said. It was kind of funny. They go, you know what? A hundred percent of people have, uh, you know, in their histories or uh, on their computers, whatever. They've got pictures of their family and records that they looked at porn. Hundred percent. Go try to find somebody that don't. And I ain't scared. I mean, you got to owe up to that shit. Regardless, if you enjoy this fine conversation and banter, I gotta stop. You- I gotta stop. Sponsored it. by Pornhub. Hang on, you're not scared. So that means that every single person that has anything to hide has to be scared because you're not scared or shouldn't be able to do it. Mm, I don't know. Huh. That's <laughs> my deep thought that, of the I day. don't know in the uh. All right, I got one more deep thought of the day. You ever think why it takes a split second to delete a file, but it takes five minutes or more to move a big one? Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Do you want me so to explain again, that? If you enjoy yes, it, it's I fine. know what it is. The uh, deleted file is never overwritten. Or, I'm sorry, it's ready to be overwritten, but it's not really erased. Exactly. And actually moving it, it's got to copy over all the zeros and ones, not just. Pretend to erase the indexing for just another layer that they can unpeel, dude. All right, I'm really done now. (laughs) Go over to dudegrows.com under support us. If you guys are enjoying the show, we're helping your grow, we're helping your commute. You want to keep hearing us coming at you. The benefits we're giving away the $300 seeds here now gift card to help anybody get growing or experience grow or expand their genetic library. Uh, That's happening actually, I think the next show, next grow talk more than likely, or the one right after that. Stay tuned. 
also 30% off recharge. You guys get free seeds from Seeds Here Now. Help support the show. We give back as well. And now let's get into the show, I guess, officially. I don't know. I feel like we're officially already into it. We're pretty into it, dude. We're pretty into it. Hey, by the way, I'll hear some things about uh, the show. Hey, come on, talk more, grow. I try to, we try to think of things that people that are in the cannabis community grow. We got three grow talks a week. Yeah, enthusiasts. That's what this show is about, is, is kind of talking about that kind of stuff. The culture. All right, we're getting to go into the dank nugs. OrodoGrows.com. You guys can show off your nugs, what you got growing on, what you're token on. This is from OK Dank. By Glenn. This is awesome. I'm just throwing up a few pics of some of my petrol grow flowers. I typically have a new plant in the drying tent every 13 to 15 days. Respect for that perpetual harvest. That's not easy to do. My brother Tripp also grows all the same varieties, same nutrients, same setup. And he told me that on an average, he is selling out every single plant he harvests at an average of $8 per gram or ounces at 200 Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So the ounces at 200, hey, look, right? I just paid $40 for two grams when I was completely dry up in New York City. I'll give you a fall prohibition report on it. And I was fucking psyched to do it, man. I got me a little bowl, packed me tiny little bowls, lasted me fucking five days. <laughs> this would market report here of $3,200 pounds. And okay then, right? Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, that's just you extrapolate it out, man. I'm sure pounds are going for the same 2000 1800 bucks. Hey, he says his brother Trip can't keep anything in stock. Even his edibles are selling at $100 for 20 to 65 milligrams. He custom tailors the edibles. That, that's $100 for 20, 65 milligram edibles. Oh, I got you. I got you. Thank you. A supply doesn't change demand. I'm sorry. Price doesn't change demand, rather. Uh, you either want something or you don't. You day, do you want some weed? Yes. Uh, do you want it for a dollar? Sure. Do you want it for $200? Yeah, I'll take a lot less for $200, but I always wanted the weed. Basic yeah. economics. He goes, he custom tailors the edibles to the needs of his end users. His wife, Jane, who has a baking business, makes the edibles and custom makes 500 milligram to 2,000 milligram cakes, brownies, etc. That's awesome. I love to see that kind of quality, like a pro getting into it. So cool. When he goes, yeah, it's, it makes it hard to stop eating them. Though. You got to be careful. When he goes <laughs> into the dispensaries around here, he just shakes his head. Anyways, the bud tenders trade one of his regular customers' top shelf dispensary bud, which is $65 an eighth from the top shelf dispensary for Trips Bud all day long. He'd rather have Trips Bud. I love it, man. What a lucky fucker, he says. Of course, he and I both run Recharge, Irogenetics, Mammoth P, are members of the DGC, as well as patrons of Rasta Jeff. Shout out Irogenetics. Yes, a little karma there. I'm a huge believer in karma as I get older. And if you do the right thing, if you support those, you reciprocate back to those that supported you. I think that's good karma. Hey, with Scotty Dude, Guru, Warehouse, Kyle, JR, Soup, and the entire DGC community. Thanks for the hard work. I'll throw Bruce Banner in there and the other and the five shows per week, the welcoming community. And remember, guys, whatever other fucking genders are out there. Okay, (laughs) I love it. You know what? I'm going to put that on the end of the show. I got something for you, dude. Perfect. Stay tuned. Take it easy. Glenn in Oklahoma. He says he's showing some pictures here and it says, oh, by the way, my brother doesn't live here. Of course, of course, man. He lives in a legal state. He lives in Guam. No, Guam's America. Hang on. Dude, look at the edibles in the last picture. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, I'm going to go down here. Actually, Glenn has about the author here. You guys should take advantage if you're up on a uh, uh, user on dudegrows.com. You can put a little about the author. And this one's freaking good. 
Because I've always been for decriminalizing cannabis. At the age of four, my son, who had completely nonverbal, who was completely nonverbal, was diagnosed with severe <laughs> autism. Wow, and that is so tough. I was in the airport just watching families manage that, and my heart goes out to them. Hmm. Definitely, don't make assumptions, man. Sometimes you think it's a bad kid, but you got to realize what people might be dealing with. Absolutely, right. absolutely. and that's that's not uh, an easy life. After four years, my son was eight, and we were seeing nothing but negative effects, meltdowns, tantrums, and he is a runner. Yep. This led to me finally saying enough is enough. This, the teacher's fat asses couldn't chase him down. The public schools were hardly able to get him into the door. My wife was constantly having to leave her job to go get him and assist with the complete and utter apathetic nature of the public school teachers. I finally said, fuck it, fuck this shit. We're getting our child some CBD and whatever other cannabinoids it's going to take to correct the misfires occurring inside his neurological center. Hey, that's a dad that says fuck it as much as I do, man. I like it. <laughs> I wasn't asking or suggesting anymore. I told my wife, we, when we started dating, you told me you wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and a homemaker. Well, here we go. I'm getting a new job or moving to another town with decent schools and not so many fucking losers. <laughs> My wife finally got behind me, and we ditched all the pharmaceutical drugs. I like it when people write angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honey, you shouldn't send that. Fuck it. It's already sent. We moved to uh, Norman OK, and I have hustled down whatever it has taken to prove it for the five of us. My wife has started seeing CBD, THC testimonials, or started seeing CBD, THC testimonials in regards to autism on Facebook. She changed her mind and the stars aligned. She and I got behind 788. So I guess that was a prop proposition there in Oklahoma and pushed our support <laughs> outward. Now the entire family, this is freaking awesome, is supportive and behind us 100%. We made a few trips to Colorado to purchase the most we could in regards to sublinguals, tinctures, distillates, and shattering wax. And he goes, don't worry. I infused the concentrates into coconut oil. I'm not setting up my 11-year-old on a dab rig. <laughs> right on. Because I did my research and we learned what varieties work best for children with autism. I'm now going, or I'm growing, I'm now growing like a madman. We have recently purchased an Ardent Nova decarboxylator. Mm. Do you guys know what that is? Ardent I do Nova. Not. I need to check it out. Right. And are completely self-sufficient making medicine. That, that is what it's all about, by the way. It's all about saying, hey, look, I don't give a shit about the rules. I got sick people here. I got a sick kid. I got a sick dad. I'm in pain myself. I'm going to grow something. I'm going to grow this plant. It's not that hard. There's great information out there. It's not that hard to grow decent weed. Damn, it's hard to grow great weed. Because <laughs> Aiden, who is now 11, has many words and is always chatting away. He participates in school and class activities and is making some significant strides. Hell yeah. And it, you know, they ditched pharmaceuticals. Like the shit, the, definitely big decisions here um, that I give you much credit for making. Hey, those pharmaceuticals, I talk to you, know, I have epilepsy, I go to a doctor, they're always trying to throw pharmaceuticals at me. It's not something where they're like, we know this is gonna work. They're like, hey, try this. And if that don't work, we'll try this. And then we'll try that. It's uh, not to, like you might think. It's not confidence inspiring by any means. All right. Well, let me get another few lines here. It goes, now we are a cannabis family. We are not ashamed of it. We do not fit the stereotypes and we don't fucking care. <laughs> right on. That is awesome, man. That is because awesome. We're proud to be self-sufficient and proud to be part of the 58% of Oki. I guess Oki's Oklahoma, huh? That's a little slick way. That's what I learned. Van is Vancouver. He goes, that Oki told the blue state progressives, keep your politics 
that will keep our money. Leftists want our money, but as a state, we understand that this is a nonpartisan issue. We like cannabis. We like the traditional family values, and we fucking love America. <laughs> Just because we're not left doesn't mean we're square. So that was badass, Glenn. I appreciate you sharing that and that cannabis is helping your son, your family, your probably people in your community, your friends, your normal. It's just like the, you know, the message, part of the message of the show, Scotty. Yeah. And it always just gets me thinking about why is cannabis illegal and all these other things are totally legal. And it's the free thinking thing. It's got to be when you smoke a joint, your mind wanders and you ask yourself why, why are you doing what you're doing? That is a dangerous thing, man. And Glenn, if you can, um, this idea is sparked by talking to Shannon the other day um, in a prohibition state. She's like, you need more information like this. You know, there's another resource in the community. If you listen in, Glenn, uh, Jinx Proof is a breeder. I believe he has an autistic child. Uh, does a lot of good things with autism and cannabis awareness. I'd like to know, like, what strains have you found out that worked? You know, please make another post and fill us in on we need more cannabis as medicine reports from people. Anybody can always call the 833 420 2420 and use that as a cannabis as medicine report as well but love to hear this shit makes my day and i really appreciate the post yeah absolutely absolutely man scotty you might have to add to the navigation and had a cannabis as medicine tab <laughs> i was gonna try i was just gonna try a, sl a slash uh something i don't know something sub you can't do slash submit can you oh slash share share your stories dude Definitely. No, yeah. we'll pick them up, man. You guys get them in there. It's a uh, people need to know. People need to know it works, and it needs to normal. Like we need to normalize more people to show how it's helping, especially out, especially the children, Scotty. <laughs> not joking, it. way. I'm not joking either, man. That's legit. Everybody, everybody from uh, little kids to old folks should be able to use cannabis and can benefit from cannabis. All right, we hang in today. I'm just about to ask you what you're. <laughs> You know what I'm smoking? I will show a picture of it. I don't know if Guru, if you can find this or it was on Instagram, but I brought my little pen. I will say that, you know, sometimes I'll bitch about the pens not getting you high. They definitely get you high. I took a couple of these. By the way, security doesn't give a fuck about these. TH, TSA doesn't care. <laughs> Couldn't care less about this. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a different kind of high. I've smoked it for a couple of days and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going crazy. I got to get me some flour. And I know you can make fun if you're from New York. I stayed in Times Square. Because it's just absolutely. <laughs> Why would they make fun? Just because it's, like it's the most cheesy tourist place there is. But I was bringing my tourist, you know, my I was being a tourist there, so it's also the most insane place that, that I've ever seen. So I decided to stay there for a couple yeah. days. But we went there, and uh, sure enough, you're walking, walking with my wife and kid, and they're like, you know, Kush, Kush, man, sense. I like when they they say sense up there. I like that. So, of course, I hung back about eight feet, which was enough for the guy to come. And uh, I will tell you, there's some rules of scoring, which is. Yeah. So you're in Times Square. What are the rules of scoring? The guy, if, he, if he's shady, he's going to ask for the money first. It's going to be all about the money. If he's legit, man, he's going to put the product in your hand, let you smell it. He's going to fucking jump the shit out of you with five people if you try to run away with it. But uh yeah, you get you. It's all about the product, and then the money is something secondary. So, and by the way, always use exact change, man. That's my that's my one. Thing. Like never try to make change with the dealer. No, but anyway, man, uh, it, I got good weed. I'm used to getting really crap weed up there. At least a few years ago, I went up when I went up. This guy called this Kush, and 
Do you know if they use any any Morclid or Imidacloprid? I got you, man. No, no, it's just a joke. So you can't always know when you're buying from people what's in your bud. But they seem legitimate. I mean, I bought a legitimate Gucci Vuitton uh, Supreme purse from them for my kids. So, oh, I have a nice wallet for you, dude. It's not one brand name; it's three brand names in one. So. <laughs> you know what was shady is uh you were following like you follow i got my kid like a my brother trip i guess the legal got my kid one of those uh you know whatever gucci wallet and i was louis oh it was fucking somebody i never heard of michael kors anyway she wanted a, a purse and she was like i was like yeah the, Chi- the chinatown folks will get you don't worry and then they're like come here follow me it's a lady that speaks no english total straight out of china follow me and you go down like dark corridors and narrow hallways in chinatown my kid's like are you fucking kidding me I'm like don't worry man it's mafia protected here all right they want you to tell all your friends to come and buy purses from chinatown it's kind of weird how organized crime works. By the way, there was a fucking cop 10 feet directing traffic with their back turned to the all the shadiness going on. So kind of interesting how that all works, no? Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Why is it? You still can't have recreational weed in New York, right? And that, is there a back, I mean, some black market influence, obviously, with the money that keeps it that way to where some politicians or some people that try to get the rules passed are getting... Some money from the black market, potentially. I mean, it seems like there's that's a def- huge market. And there's definitely an organized crime aspect in New York. It must be one of the, I was talking to my daughter about organized crime, saying it's like a corporation. It's like a corporation that doesn't follow the laws. Just because they don't follow the laws exactly doesn't mean that the city and the government won't work with them. So you didn't ask the cop that was directing traffic? He's like, hey. Who runs the cannabis around here? Who's in charge of all this shit? I go, hey, man, where'd you get that Supreme wallet? Can you hook me up? All right. What I'm what I'm medicating with, toking with is going to be because I just have some outdoor trim. And uh, actually, my wife was like, hey, we should make some edibles. And I'm like, well, just make some coconut oil. We can use it in recipes or whatever. It's easy enough. I have which was given to me many years back, a magical butter machine sitting around. And of course, I have some crock pots and I just wanted to put it out to the DGC. I've used the magical butter machine once. Uh, but I want to have an end coconut oil with the least, it seems like when there's the least amount of plant material left in it all, like it'll stay better longer or have a better flavor. But if anybody's used both methods or like the crock pot method, I've, some people have been like, man, you don't need the, the, the magical butter thing at all. The crock pot works great. So I just, you know, comment on this episode and I'll try and check up on YouTube. But curious what people like. Have you done crock pot? Have you done coconut oil and anything? I have not, man. I have not. I'm not a good edibles maker. I have too many people around me to make excellent edibles. <laughs> all right well keep it filled in it has i mean it's also good for a topical as well is why i'm digging using it to heal any like even healing wounds and shit it seems to work pretty well i think uh we're gonna try and sell it as a like a topical dude we'll no get need. into that on another show but i tried to mention that you to one of our mutual friends that you were crazy for rubbing cbd on your uh on your skin you know as far as your your whatever discoloring oh it's skin. full spectrum it's thcc it's the whole yeah, yeah whole and plant. the person i was in fort collins and god damn did they agree with you i got <laughs> <laughs> you know we'll talk about it later man it was awesome all right moving on to what's growing on Come what's on. growing on well, let's talk about first we were talking about getting into doing things. I got this quote from this movie. I was watching a snowboarding movie. The movie was based on all these dudes that are like trying to get snowboarders, professional, detaching from society, going offline. So and one of the quotes in the, you know, from one of the boarders is like, man, just do things worth remembering offline. And it but made what me, if people can't see it? Here, let's just put, play this. 
play this minute. We can talk over it. You guys check out the background here. This is just kind of a, a, a view of modern society. I mean, these boarders are looking at their phones and people are walking into things. This person walks into the fountain and shit like that. See, modern New society York. is a picture it didn't happen type of society. Yeah, it's very true. And that's kind of deliberate because deliberate, deliberate. Deliberate? Yeah, there we go. Because by the way, how do you get people to buy more shit? You want to have vapid consumerism going on? Show everybody what you're wearing, everybody what you're doing. But we have such limited time here. You realize this the older you get. You know, we're both midway or past midway through life. And I'm sitting there thinking, so how much time does the screen steal? And I'll ask you, like you obviously, there are good times in your life. So you remember probably great time going snowboarding with your your daughter in Colorado. But does it steal it? If I'm listening or if I'm watching something that's absolutely amazing and it's something that really uh, makes me into a better person then is it really stealing my time? I mean, I read these It books. is in the sense that I bet you if you review, or if some people review, let's just, I don't have the numbers, but through average amount of time There's on no a such day, thing as average. What's that? There's no such thing as average. Well, I, okay, I can, <laughs> we can get some things. Like if you look at your phone and says, oh shit, I was actually, my phone screen, it'll do it for you. It'll tell you how long you looked at your screen. But what's the and difference if, between if I'm reading, I, I motored through a 12 hour Edward Snowden book this weekend. Did it on the airplane, did it while getting my bags, uh, did it while my wife is supposed to be talking to me on the way home and finished the book. <laughs> or what you think is productive and good doesn't necessarily mean that that's what everyone or other people think it's yeah. productive and good. I got up and went to the to the bathroom on the airplane, and the uh, stewardess, and then I'll call him flight attendant, is in the, uh, the jump seat. She's playing solitaire. I know my wife and her mother get together and they play uh, whatever it is, cribbage or whatever. But people played cards to pass time. Even those games. I was looking at solitaire. What is it? It's just like a series of challenges to just keep your mind going, to keep your mind working. Yeah. Yeah. Most people were watching Netflix on their phones when I was walking, kind of taking a look and. I don't know. I mean, so you can watch Netflix, which is kind of just. You're on a plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're on a steel tube going 500 plus miles per hour in the sky, you're stuck. I don't care what you do with your, you know what I mean? I'm down. I mean, but yeah, I read a book and I got empowered with information. You can study chemistry if you want. You're you're just, you're just like my kids, Scotty. There's always a reason. The title of this article here, this is the Washington Post, just to quote something. It says, tweens, teens, and screens, the average time, and this is 2019, October, um, kids spend watching online video has doubled in four years. I would totally agree with that without even looking because the amount of screens available to your kids has doubled or What's tripled. What's the video? Are they learning how to sail across the Atlantic or not? You know so, what I mean? so hold on. Then, then, then that's fine. You could, you could live your whole life. My say, point is, what type of world do you think in 15 years from now, your kids are going to have to live in and be able to operate uh, better in? All right, uh, all right. A world with They're more saying, or less screens. Yeah. And teens, uh, depends on what happens, Guru. It says teens average seven, now teens, about seven hours a day on screens. Now you're saying, look, if, sure, if they're consuming and reading the encyclopedia, and, and but half of that's bullshit. They're not. And that is how much of that of your day taken away from any type of other interaction for your fucking brain. I'll but go I, with the effing brain there. When you can talk to somebody, you can see somebody, it's getting totally out of control. And I'm sorry, sorry if you guys... And the DGC are tired of my screen rant, but, but try to you guys empathize. are getting me on the defense now. But try to empathize. I just went to a wedding. By the way, I learned that this I don't way, empathize, but go ahead. I learned at this wedding that I was reading the book. It says 25% of the people uh, don't have a sense of humor at all. 
And I was like, no, nah, that seems high. And then I went to this wedding and I was like, holy shit, this is all of them right here, man. I was trying, you know, I always try to make people laugh. I have conversations. Holy crap, man. I was just, I was falling so flat. It was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't have a conversation with anybody, man. Couldn't even make anybody <laughs> smile. And what I kind of learned or what I learned first off, my cousin who's getting married, he doesn't have the most outgoing personality, I'll say. He didn't have a lot of friends. He never had a girlfriend uh, as he worked his butt off. He used to work at, actually, he's been with Harbor Freight since he was in high school for like 25 years, which I found interesting. I found out, I'm not super close, but he invited me to a wedding. Found out he's been dating a girl for 10 years that doesn't live in the same town as him. They play video games together. They met online playing video games. Like I said, the guy's, you know, not the most uh, in-shape guy, not the most social guy, isn't able to go out to a bar and, and, you know, drop some lines on a girl. So Mm -hmm. for him to be able to play these video games, he found all his friends, everybody in his wedding party were people that played video games with them. They were pretty diverse, too. There was this badass Iraqi soldier. That was his best man. That was like, holy shit, how, does my, how is this guy my, my cousin's best man? They play Call of Duty online. You know what I mean? It was really interesting. He met his girl because she was really cool online. And he was able to uh, understand a little bit about her personality. They all have microphones. They all have headsets. Just think about someone. Were they wearing them at the wedding too? That's not able to go. Like I said, the personalities there were, did not mesh with mine. But it, you can go to a bar and you can come over. I can't sit over. on somebody's group like that. You know, to each their own. That's fine. That's you how have they abilities, operate. Though. It's you, literally how I hang out with my group of uh, friends from high school. Yeah, if you look at it instead of as a time-stealing device, as a communication it device, it's a communication device, brother. Cool, and I'm training my hand-eye coordination. You realize that we're doing this show on social media so people can watch it on <laughs> yes, screens every day, right? Yes, stay tuned in enough to consume this screenage. Okay. But they do it because there's a community involved that makes their life better, and they get information that makes their life better. So if you stare at a screen for an hour a day and you become a cannabis advocate with a lot of information to back you up and a lot of information to help people grow, God damn, that's one useful screen. And weed's cool. Weed is cool, oh. man. You ever look at a screen on weed? And it feels so bad for that those all those people for when in or if just the power goes out for any amount of time or you don't have your internet you're going to be in you're going to be like where's my world guess what, what happens man people are adaptable they go outside they start fucking rubbing two sticks together and burning shit man they go outside and rub their eyes yeah, putting firecrackers in fish and stuff like that you know oh, you remember I've being a kid had a neighbor. Screens? What's that? I said, you don't remember being a kid before screens, man? You did weird shit. I've seen it. We talked about it on the show when there was a power outage in my neighborhood here. It was a plan. We got a, a, a warning and the, the people are out. The, the utility guys are working and like, it's like 10 in the morning. And like, I go out to see what's up and like, people are coming out of their houses and the power guys I just make fun of it. I go, when do you guys think it'll be on? And they're like, it's funny. You zombies come out when there's no power. <laughs> I seen zombies, brother. You, you, I'll give you a segue. I was at that wedding this weekend, and holy fucking, it was just loaded with zombies, man. I would try, you know, and I talked to them. They were just all they were interested in is just keeping their jobs and uh, just just the status quo. You know, keeping the cars in their garages, man. I would try to talk to them about cannabis. I would talk to them about trying to make some changes. And I wanted to kind of see what it what it was like. Where prohibition, what kind of chance we have of 
How quick prohibition will fall down. I know it's happening, but how quickly? And I'll be damned. I was hanging out with the non-believers and I, I just thought it was so strange. Like hanging out with a tech guy. He, my uncle, real older guy, probably 70 years old, you know, has a job with probably going to get a pension soon. He's like, man, I want to try that CBD so bad. I have arthritis that is so bad. And uh, none of the medicines work. They all have huge side effects. I'm like, you should try it. I'll send you a bottle. And he goes, well, will it mess with my drug test? And I'm like, yeah, probably will. He's like, shit, I can't try it then, man. And it was like all these people that really wanted to try the new medicine, all they, they knew it was okay. Actually, there are so many of them. That's why this is going to be not soon enough. Just like a, 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 a guy's a friend that was over, he, he works in the rail yard where like the, the engines come in to get right. some maintenance and shit. Right. He's like, I'd love to, you know, but I can't. She's like, there's no way. Zero tolerance at work, man. Yeah. And I mean, I could see you don't want to be smoking a joint and going back to doing that because you get your hand cut off or, you know, something like that. But to go smoke at home as opposed to coming in with a bit of a hangover, I know it sounds like a broken record, but I just wasn't able to get it through to these folks as much as I did. I just saw very clearly. Well, what was their demographic? Uh, Did you say there's like yeah, 60s? 40 to 40 to 60, somewhere around there. Right. 40 to, yeah. I was going to say the video gamer population of that wedding, I guarantee there were, there, were, there were a few at least that smoked a lot of weed. I don't think so, man. I think this represented <laughs> the 10% that did not. These motherfuckers were square. And like I said, those pens work because my whole family's there. I walk out, I'm like, dude. All right, I've been here for six hours. I'm going to get fucked up, man. And I went, not fucked up, but I went and got stoned. Everybody else was half drunk anyway. So I went there and just smoked six, eight, you know, hits off this little pen. That's why I brought it here. You were good to me, girl. And uh, came back in and I was ripped, man. <laughs> like my mom's like, hey, let's dance. <laughs> but no, nobody else there wanted to smoke with me, sir. I just want to say last, last uh, impression I had was, Everybody just wanted to, I've been seeing this. Like when I went through the security of the air, of the airport, I'm like, God damn, this is crazy amounts of inconvenience here. You know, they probably could have done something else. If you wanted to stop the terrorists, you probably, you know, they took over the airplanes completely by surprise. You probably could just, uh, do something to train this, you know, the a change the way that the airplanes work, which they did, but just train the staff a little bit. I know that if that happened today, uh, people aren't going to just sit there and let people overtake a plane with box cutters. Those guys are going to get, you know, kicked to death or stomped to death. So we well, do change people things. People see them happening. They might be too much into their show. Uh, <laughs> nice one. But it just was interesting that we're just completely able, just completely willing to give away any kind of freedoms or a ton of freedoms, man. We got searched. I got completely patted down and searched. My wife got completely patted down and searched because the calibration on their machines were wrong uh, by people that just didn't give a fuck also, man. You know, like the people that were the lowest level government employees like TSA and stuff. But it's just interesting to see. I don't man. know if TSA is lowest level government employees. Hey, they might not even be government employees. They're probably contractors, you know, because they look like they're making fifteen dollars an hour, and, and and we're acting like it. There are some nice DSA people out there. I thought it was. I just thought it was interesting the whole trading of our our freedoms and what they do. They put a bunch of fear in you with the, with you know, with with all this cra uh, stuff on TV, all the fear porn that I see, and then they get you to trade it for safety. You know, you, what you're really trading is your freedom for safety, man. Fucking, I saw that very clearly when everybody was getting searched, man. All right, got to move on here. We still got to cover some news as well as before the news. I'm going to tell you about the friends list over on dudegrows.com. 
you can see there the people working with our friends of the show sponsors, people offering up a coupon code for their gear, such as Irie, Irie Genetics, Rasta Jeff. If you just listened, uh, we had our first dang nug today was using Irie Genetics out in Oklahoma. So check out Irie Genetics. And what is his website? Is it IrieGenetics.com? Uh, it's a good Google question. Google Irie Genetics. You got Rasta Jeff. Yeah, well. Irie Genetics into your phone, sir. It's <laughs> iregeneticscolorado.com. Thank you, Giro. Slick. Uh, he is also hooking up this week's door prize, still going, which is iregenetics orange agasm, if you will. These are, tw- I think, a 10-pack feminized seeds. So for new growers or growers that just don't care, I'm not against feminized seeds at all. It means that all of these plants, what, 99.8%? <laughs> is it that high? Will be females? I think it's all of them. I think it's all. And by the way, I talked to Rusty Jeff. He got a hold of us after uh, the last Herm uh, feminized seed thing. And they don't, the feminized plant or the, the female plant doesn't Herm. It does. They don't use the, what is it? Silver thiosulfate to make it Herm. They make it produce male pollen. And there's a difference. Or female pollen. Oh, shit. See, man. There I go. It's because I didn't smoke this morning. I told myself that I wasn't going to smoke till the hey, show. Hey, you're rusty. You've been off for a week. I'll <laughs> tell you guys, though, if you want to win the orange gasm on dogrows.com, just go to the homepage. Anybody can enter the raffle there, raffle there to get the door prize, and you can enjoy some orange gasm, which has effects of giggles and happiness. It'll make your toes curl, too. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. I decided not to smoke before the show, you know, to get fresh. And now super stoned. I don't know. All right. Y'all ready to get into the news feed? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. What do you got? You got a study that shows 1980s metal heads or metal head kids became well-adjusted adults. I don't, yeah, no, I graduated in 89. So yeah, there was kids when I was in like wood shop and auto mechanics shit, they gave up on me after the 10th grade, man. <laughs> so, I mean, he had, you know, the classics were when he had like the Leonard Skinner t-shirt, but yeah, come on, there was Aussie t-shirts, Black Sabbath, there was metalheads, even I'm going way back, but yeah, there was even, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Dude, they formed the PMRC in the eighties, which was the parents music Resource Center, hey, founded by Tipper Gore and the wives of several other Washington power brokers. This was huge. This was something where they were talking in like the, the 80s were square as fuck, man. And they had stuff going on where they were like, this heavy metal music is the devil. It's causing people to act like that. You know, I can't remember what they said. I think they tried to blame. Uh, I remember seeing something on the news that stuck out of my head so bad. It was like Ozzy. And they were saying, I think it was Ozzy. They said, look what he says. He says, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, it, it fast forward 30 years. And by the way, that was terrible because the, the depressed kid killed himself. You know, the one did. You go back to fast forward 30 years to what we got now. You got fucking John Wick. Hey, he's such a nice guy in real life. Keanu Reeves is. Kills thousands of people as a fucking role model on, on, on the big screen. But he's a great person in real so life. I'm laughing at, did you see D. Snyder? Yeah, from, uh, walking into the Senate hearing, <laughs> like I forgot what this dude looked like. Yeah, it was awesome. He was from I don't know. I'm sorry. His mom lived in my town, like the town next to me in South Florida. My brother worked at the grocery store, and every he did we didn't have uh, camera phones, or else it would have been on there. But he's like, holy shit, D. Snyder walked in and got milk today, and he would look <laughs> like that, man. 
know, so it says in total there are 377 participants were studied, and the results show that although metal enthusiasts did not or did in fact live riskier lives as kids, they're actually far happier in their youth and better adjusted currently than either middle-aged or current college-age youth comparison groups. Yes. Because you rock out, dude. If you can get rock out and get that shit out from you, you know what else? You got to do it somewhere or another. It's good for you. I, I agree with it. I see how it would work. And it helps develop identity. Exactly. I had banged for a while. Yeah, exactly, though. And they were talking about fashion as that and why, why people use fashion. And it does. It's an identifier. They were talking about like the guy in Idaho that wears a gray shirt and blue jeans every day. And would you say he doesn't give a shit about fashion? Yeah, okay. Would you consider like nine inch nails wouldn't be industrial metal? I guess you'd go with. But let me, I asked you a question. The oh, guy, sorry, the go guy, ahead. The guy in a gray, uh, who's like the Idaho, uh, Idaho potato farmer, he's wearing a gray shirt and blue jeans every day. Does he care about fashion? Um, function. No, just function. Then, <laughs> then why not put him in some, I'm trying to think of like the, the weirdest New York style you can get, you know, bring him to a New York couture place with the same kind of, you know, with jeans and, and a similar shirt, but it's orange and has uh, you know, Biggie Smalls on it. You think he's going <laughs> to care about that? I think he will. Because fashion, even the guy that's gray, you know, wearing the gray t-shirt and the blue jeans, he's trying to express himself. He's trying to say he's a, you know, I guess a rule follower or whatever, but it's fashion does express, you know, you do express yourself through fashion. hundred percent. Look at me now. Yeah. What are you saying, man? No gimmicks, <laughs> man. No gimmicks. You're the dude. Oh, we got some cannabis news stories here. Yeah. Let me move on to a Delaware man arrested with 131 pounds of pile of marijuana and stolen van. And we're looking at this poor, and I'll point out, poor black guy here, probably stereotyped, even though he wasn't a stolen van. But dude, he's got the van door open here, and they're taking a picture of what looks like the dude just like, he must have just ripped somebody's garden. We're looking at the root systems, stalks. I don't really see much bud anywhere. I don't don't think that's ripping somebody's garden. I think that's someone that goes, holy shit, you're just going to throw this stuff out? Yeah, I'll bring it and throw my van. I'll throw it in my van. I'll be right over. Hey, they said they found 73 grams of actual weed on him. Oh, this is horrible. But, you know, well, something's going on here. You don't need to be in a stolen van, I suppose. But you talk about on the show, depending on where you're at, you've seen people that have got like, oh, yeah, they weighed the soil, the cocoa, the hydrogen. They weighed the grow buckets. They They weighed the stalk, everything. Hey, throw the trellis netting in there. We'll make sure we get as much weight as possible. Well, because once you get it over certain amounts, you can get different charges, right? Yes. And if, you, if you're thinking maybe this guy was a grower that just took all this stuff and goes, I'm going to just get it out of here, you know, uh, I could see that. By the way, don't try to burn your uh, weed like this or your stems in the fireplace. Why? Because it smells like weed, man. Your whole neighborhood smells like weed. From the stems, huh? Yep. 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 And, and the best thing to do is go get one of those $99. I don't know what they are now. Go visit my cousin, get one of those $99 Harbor Freight uh, chippers, and you can just chip this shit up and put it right in the garbage can or just put it right out on your lawn. Why does it got to be Harbor Freight? Because they're cheap as fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not, you're not trying to chip up a tree with it. You know how much a real chipper costs? It's like you want to spend $1,800 or $100. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, we got one more news story here. Case dropped for Montana men with 900 pounds of pot. So look at, you just got to look at the picture here. Look at the first the picture of these dudes. 
The first year, oh, that, I don't know. You, you, you kind of don't want to fit the bill if you might get pulled over. Like I don't, I don't care. Wanna... If I could grow hair like that, I would. <laughs> it is pretty sweet. It's <laughs> Anyway, this that's that must be Gerald, Gerald or Jared there. These two guys, one's 30, one's 24. I would prefer if you're transporting uh, 900 pounds to not fit any stereotype. And I'd rather hire like maybe a lady in her 60s. 60s. What's with both those hairs, though? They're both just equally extraordinary. Yes, they, <laughs> they're pretty good. All right, here we go, man. A Minnesota prosecutor's case went up in smoke this week. Ooh, I like, I like what they did there. <laughs> After a judge ruled the state trooper who reportedly found 900 pounds of marijuana in a camper driven by two Montana men had made an illegal seizure. Hey, dude, why do you care if they search all your stuff? You're not doing anything wrong, man. See what I did there, man? That says, uh, what is it? They were arrested and charged with, uh, let's see, two counts of controlled substance crimes. What it was, man, they were driving. They, they were basically, they said they were camping. They were going right along with a bunch of other campers, but they got pulled over for being suspicious or whatever what it was. Well, they weren't necessarily with other campers, but he was, the officer was caught out, right, by saying basically one of the reasons I pulled him over is seeing a camper in this type of, in this area, this time right. of year. It's not like high camping season. Yeah. But and then in the, trial. Well, I, yeah. So I was going to say the video shows that fucking five campers go by. That's what I meant that they were with. Well, yeah. On his and dash they cam. Didn't, on they the, didn't swear either that the the trooper said he saw him swerving around yep they used footage from his dash cam as well to say that the the the, the tire of the trailer might have touched i forgot what line they call it there but did not go over well, you know how many sober over. people looking at their phone or even dude worse than looking at your phone try to adjust like the ac or the radio in these new cars where everything's digital oh Good man luck. you're looking down a lot more screen time <laughs> right i can't help it man but yeah, that basically is pretty sweet that the trooper's dash cam was basically, I believe, the main thing that got these guys off. And I don't know what, what happens then, though. What, what happens with the 900 pounds of pot? Yeah. Do you get your weed back? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Man. Did they just give it back to you and then arrest you? <laughs> it goes awesome. into the Montana, I don't know what market you call it when the cops resell it. Hey, it's a revenue generation operation. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Weird. That whole join that the whole show Ill- today. I was just going to say that whole illegal search and seizure thing is what the country was founded on. Fourth Amendment. Yeah, that's just what they hated most was that. And that's what like the right to bear arms and all that stuff. I think it comes from people wanting to show up. The British wanting to show up at your house and search and seize anything that they want. Oh, not just that. They had stuff called quartering, too. Where they they just be like, yeah, some soldiers are going to live in your house now. You got to feed them and take care of them. Oh, I thought quartering was when they tied you to four horses, your four limbs to four horses. And oh, told them all to that's go. drawn in quarter. That's like a medieval execution technique. And they did worse. They like pulled your intestines out while you're still alive and shit. It's not cool. Yeah, it's a, so, it's, it's a metamorphosis, dude. Metamorphosis. You do see an evolution. The illegal search and seizure. We've also covered other stories where other prosecutors and judges are saying, hey, like we covered the news stories where they're saying you can't just use Hey, we smell, we smell cannabis, we smell pot, right. we smell marijuana. How many, you know, even just watching, like there's some new show called newer, I guess, called live PD and like cops. That sounds good. I got kind of caught into watching it, like Bad at karma, a dude's man. house that had cable and basically, but every like third time, 
uh, we, we, uh, we, we found the smell or had the smell of marijuana odor coming from the vehicle and then it's on and it's fucking on. Hey, do you think it's bad karma to be entertained by other people suffering like that? Man, you, you know, know, it, I wonder, uh, <laughs> we should save that for another one because <laughs> I was freaking entertained, but I thought the same thing, man. So. Right. All right, come case on, by case man. basis. Make us laugh here. Damn it, I missed the show, and now I'm making the show go super long. I apologize to everyone who has to work on this thing. <laughs> All right, what do we hey, This is funny, man. Indica Versativa. And this is, who do we got here, man? This is somebody new. Punks and Skunk? Very cool. And I just can't get enough of, <laughs> what's her name? Veta, or Greta, rather. I can't remember her last name. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Who's and that, this chick here? Yeah, it's that 13-year-old or 15-year-old girl that... He yells at Congress and stuff like that. But. Hey, she sailed across the ocean to yell at Congress to minimize her uh, her impact on the climate. Did she fly back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a Tiva versus Indica. It's got her hat. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, man. <laughs> one eye up, one eye down. I just put it there so I could say, how dare you? I think this meme would be be- <laughs> better if it were uh, the, the guy from uh, Batman. <laughs> Where he's got half his face burned off. Ah, not bad. Not bad. Two-Face, right? Two-Face. <laughs> Here's another good one. This is, I think, also from uh, Pumpkin Skunk. And it's like one of these, this is what, a, a Your Children, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a youth children reading book, but it's Your Children Ruined. And it's this little kid. It's fucking classic. It's like one of them Gerber baby kids. And it says, yep. all I have left is fucking rosin. He's got a little <laughs> bit of rosin in his <laughs> Ooh, is fucking resin, like resin oh, from your bowl. Resin, yeah, it's not even as good. Look at me trying to make it all better. And uh, this one, last one, I thought was just absolutely accurate. It takes a grower to know a grower. This is from Stucking Phoner. And it says, uh, <laughs> Guru's Weekend. It says, Coworker, what are you doing this weekend? It says, Me. Oh, you know, this and that. And it shows like three quarters of the of the circle is just weed and a quarter of the circle is sleeping. So <laughs> I was thinking I had that envisioned as trimming weed because I think for three quarters of the week, all my guys were doing was trimming, then washing, and then should be pressing here soon. Yeah, you're going to get it going? And we got it going, man. We got to, sh- yeah, we got it going, man. All right, we'll talk about it in Grow Talk coming up before you uh, make us laugh with your social media. I'll remind people the DGC outlet is open. You can hook up on a DGC custom grinder or <laughs> such as this fine mug here, a DGC mug, hot or cold. T-shirts coming back in. We got hoodies. You members get 30% off the entire DGC outlet, so keep that in mind. And it's just over on the homepage. Uh, click on the DD salad to see what gear we got. Koozies as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I've been talking to you about empathizing and trying to really understand that not everybody is like us. And I found somebody that my kid is all into makeup. And so, you know, you try to, you, you have to be open-minded. You don't want to be the old guy. And she goes, oh yeah, my, <laughs> if you could just play this guru. She goes, yeah, my favorite makeup artist is Jeffree Star. And so I go to, you know, whatever. She shows me the video and wow, I felt old, man. <laughs> this, dude, this dude, I figured out, yeah, this is weird. We're looking at a guy just, uh, but kind of looks like a chick with all the makeup kind of thing going on, but it's his business. He makes but, makeup. He's actually like the fourth or fifth, like most wealthy YouTuber too, Scotty. So he's making us look bad, man. I mean, he's buff as fuck too. You know, he'd kick your ass, dude. But he's with that makeup with on, With that makeup man. on, Yeah. 
uh, it's, I think they're going to normalize what I see this in the future, which is scary for me is more dudes wearing makeup, which I'm fine with, but man, I will tell you, like I said, I saw this just, people are just trying to look like the video game. I don't want to be too PC correct or whatever, but I seen this trans girl. Oh shit. Am I allowed to say trans? (laughs) I saw this girl and she was dressed like a dude and she seemed very happy. And she said, Hey, this is how I feel happy. And I said, fuck yeah, go for it, man. Doesn't hurt me. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I feel I don't want to do PC. We we try to it's just fun with PC. So let's just have some fun to shout out to you people in the DGC. Ready? <laughs> I got butters grow, butters grow, nice, and Dyna grow. Wow, last of the past. What? Quasi, Quasi, Quasi four twenty, and Silver Lake Rower. What's up? I got posted Rasta and straight BK. Awesome, butters good. Sun grown, bag seed, and Red River Organics selling two farms, two co-ops. We're about to get about Nordic Flame and Trikes are life. Yes, sir. I think we did it. Stay higher, my friends. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. More growth talk coming at you. Check everything out. Dudegrows.com. Tell your mother. And a friend. Take her easy, dude. And her friends. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it out of me Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong.